sometimes few astrovores to leg yield, moving forwards yet sideways, only for it to become increasingly and frustratingly obvious a couple of steps into the movement that what is happening underneath you is definitely not what you had in mind when you started out. Well, if that's the case, we've got you. This week, we're talking about leg yielding and more importantly, how to correct some of those very, very common faults that we see in leg yielding. Hi there, my name is Lorna and I'd like to welcome you to Daily Strides here from Strides for Success. We create these audio horse riding lessons for you to download and you can listen to as you ride your own horse in your own time and at your own pace. Very, very important. This is the Monday lesson and for those of you who are not members, the Monday lesson is a little bit different to the Tuesday, Wednesday and Thursday and Friday lessons, which are more step-by-step instructions. The Monday lesson is more of a general overview of the topic or theme that we're talking about this week. Um, and the others, as I say, we go into more detail. And I say step-by-step because we create them that you can listen as you're riding your horse. And we take you step-by-step through the movements while riding. Now, a lot of our people do not listen while riding. Um, They listen on the way to the stables or perhaps tacking up or grooming or cooling off, whatever the case is. But um, either way, the lessons are there that you can listen to and improve your riding skill in your own time and on, I suppose, terms that suit you and your horse best. What I will do is at the end of this, I'm going to invite you to join us. And not only will you get this week's, but you'll also get all the past weeks that we have done because things have changed around here and uh, now you're able to get everything. But back to today. And today, as I said, we are talking about leg yielding. Now, leg yielding is one of the first introductions that your horse will have to lateral movement. And basically, it introduces your horse to the concept of not only going in straight lines and moving forward, but also to add some sideways or lateral movement into that as well. It's a wonderful exercise for suppling your horse and it also has the benefit of being easy enough to introduce to younger horses or less schooled horses and more particularly horses that have not yet developed or achieved collection in their gates. Now the other nice thing about leg yielding is you can also use it as a great training aid for reschooling older horses who perhaps have well had a less than stellar education up to that point or maybe you've gotten into bad habits the leg yield is a great way that you can i suppose teach your horse to yield well from your leg and to move away from your leg so a true and correct leg yield happens when your horse moves forward and sideways and um, uh, keeping their back straight with a slight slight flexion away from the direction they're traveling and there's two important things we just said there okay They must be moving forwards, okay? And we're going to talk about that later. But also it's a very slight flexion only through the pole. So we said the back was straight with a slight flexion through the pole, okay? So as your horse is moving forward, yet sideways, while performing the leg yield, his uh, rhythm, tempo, balance, and forward impulsion or energy should remain consistent throughout the movement. It should not change. Now, often the leg yield, while it's seen as a very basic movement, there's a lot of opportunities for things to go wrong. And that's what I want to talk about this week. So first and foremost, uh, maybe your horse's hindquarters are trailing um, and your sh- the shoulders are leading across, okay? Or sometimes you get the opposite of that where the hindquarters have actually come ahead of the shoulders and they're actually leading the way across. So it's important that, as I mentioned, that the hindquarters, well, it's more that the shoulders remain in front of the hindquarters as opposed to the hindquarters remaining behind the shoulders. But either way, same thing, different way. Okay, um, that uh, as the horse performs the movement. The other thing that you can notice or you'll often see happening is that there's 
too much bend and this can be either through the neck or through the back and both are incorrect so it's we'll be talking more about that you'll often get a loss of tempo or a loss of rhythm or a loss of that forward movement or impulsion okay now a lot of this is brought on by a lack of preparation on the rider's part and also sometimes you see riders literally shoving their horse across the arena using their hips okay the last thing i just want to mention quickly is that a lot of these problems can be seen because the rider's reins are too long or because of ineffective use of the reins now what I would say here is first and foremost, you need to make sure your horse understands what's being asked of him as he's performing the movement. And what I would say there is start on the ground, okay? So maybe while you're grooming your horse, you're working with your horse, even before your horse is backed, you can begin to get him used to moving over while you're maybe applying a pressure, uh, using your hand where your leg will eventually be in the saddle and then asking him to yield to that pressure, move away from that pressure, give to that pressure a little bit, okay? So as you're doing that, you can then take it out into the schooling ring, and again, using your hands, simple over, and then that translates well in the saddle when you get on and you apply the same pressure with your leg, and again, using that voice, that voice command of over, okay? So once your horse begins to recognize and understand what over indeed is, you can then focus on I suppose, bettering the quality of your movement. Now, as I mentioned, one of the biggest challenges is to keep your horse straight throughout the movement. And simply put, as I mentioned, his shoulders must remain square in front of his hindquarters, okay? One of the ways that I find makes this easier is that if the rider themselves can begin to get a couple of lines sorted out and begin to become really, really clear on what they're asking for before they set out, okay? So, First and foremost, try and get your pick something that your shoulders, your horse's shoulders are going to remain square to. So normally the end of your arena is a good one. And I would suggest when you're riding leg yield, come down the quarter line so as your horse's shoulder can remain square with the end of the arena. And then you want to pick another point where your horse's back is going to remain parallel to. So your outside track or your center line, if we're using coming down the quarter line as our example. And of course, the quarter line is the halfway line between your center line and the track, the outside track of your arena, okay? But um, then using that to keep your horses back straight with that as well, or parallel to that as well, okay? Now, you want to then work on establishing a rhythm, okay? And I would suggest starting all of this off in walk, and then later, once you've kind of mastered the walk, you can then begin performing the movement in trot, okay? So you want to establish the rhythm and walk, but I want you, particularly your part as the rider, to make sure you're following the movement. And not only that, you're sitting correctly in the saddle and that your weight is equally equally distributed across your seat bones, okay? So we're going to start off with, strangely enough, we're talking about leg yield, but a lot of riders get a bit confused. And I think they thought they heard rain yield when uh, somebody first mentions a leg yield to them or when they're told to do a leg yield. A leg yield is not a rain yield, okay? And what I mean by that is that it's really, really important to remember that your horse must move away from your inside leg rather than your inside hand. And all I'm talking about there is that you'll see a lot of people and they literally cross their inside rein over to the outside and literally are trying to neck rein the horse across the arena. That is not a leg yield, okay? Your inside rein, if anything, you can almost open it a little bit and all you want there is a slight little bit of flexion through your horse's pole. Now remember the pole is right there where the head and neck join each other up there at the top. Um, so you want a little bit of flexion there. And 
if you recall, I mentioned earlier that sometimes there becomes too much bend through the horse's neck. And a lot of the times this is because we get a bit trigger happy with the inside rein, okay? So make sure when you are thinking leg yield, to kind of emphasize the leg part of that, okay? To yourself and to your head, in, into your head, so as you can then ride it correctly. Now, just while we're on the reins, let's talk about the outside rein a few seconds while we're here. So often we get so preoccupied with the inside rein i don't know whether it's maybe because we're kind of focusing on our inside leg or something and we'll talk about that just now but uh, we get so preoccupied with the inside rein that we completely forget about the outside rein and i mentioned earlier there about sometimes the rein's been too long and you'll often see this and more so so the reins are too long but also there's just riders tend to neglect the outside rein completely your outside rein is really important because it's there to regulate the rhythm and also to gather up that movement that sideways movement that's being created by your inside leg okay so sometimes we'll as i say overuse the inside rein we're getting too much bend and all that ends up happening there is our horses begin to fall out through the shoulder the outside shoulder okay and when you're not using your outside rein, your outside rein can help to also regulate that, okay? So we'll also say it regulates the rhythm, but also that bend, so your inside hand can't get too trigger happy, okay? But uh, when we don't have a connected outside rein, you'll often get that loss of rhythm, okay? And then, as I say, falling out through the outside shoulder. So if you can think of it that your outside rein, it's going to help hold all the work that you've put in during the preparation phase, it will hold it all together while your horse yields to your leg, okay? So the next thing I want to talk about is why we are going to leg yield. This is important. Your leg yield is, a lot of time we see it as a means to an end. Oh, what whippity-doo, I leg yield it. Fantastic. Is that even a word? Anyway, um, what I want you to think about is that the reason you are leg yielding is to improve your horse's overall work, okay? Now, the reason I'm saying this is because the quality of how you finish the movement is just as important as how you began the movement. And this is where your outside leg is going to come into play, okay? So your outside leg, you have to ensure all the way through the, through the actual movement, through the leg yield itself, that you are creating and continuing to maintain that same energy that you had going into it, okay? You'll often see riders that they begin doing leg yield, and by the time they finish, there's a whole lot of sideways and not really a whole lot of forwardness going on there. And what's important here is that while the inside hind leg of your horse is moving across and over in front of the outside leg, that outside hind leg has to be continuing to step to it has to remain engaged and has to continue to step underneath your horse and then push off okay if you lose that energy that's been created with your horse's outside back leg what you will get is that everything kind of dies away there's nothing there first of all for you to move with your inside leg and also there's nothing there for you to gather up and contain with your outside hand so it's really really important that your outside leg is not just kind of a slap chip for want of a better term that's a south african term it's not just a slap chip there um, hanging around waiting until the end of the movement because that's what we often see we often use our outside leg to end the movement no more sideways buddy now we're going straight you need to see your outside leg as being a lot more than that okay my last tip for you is to focus on riding the movement step by step, okay? Rather ride two or three strides of a really correct leg yield 
than maybe 10 steps of a mediocre or even a really bad one, okay? So you want to keep it nice, you want to keep it moving, make sure you're carrying your body, you're carrying your hands, your hips and your pelvis is relaxed enough to allow both you and your horse to move. Because remember, you have to use your legs, you have to use everything. This, this sort of a movement is moving that every step matters and one bad step can lead to the whole movement being ruined, okay? So you want to keep that in mind. And then lastly, make sure you're not leaning. Just because you're going sideways does not mean your horse is going to follow suit. Okay, so just make sure you're sitting up and you're riding it. Guys, all this week on Daily Strides, we're going to be going through this. Tomorrow, we're going to be talking uh, about maintaining, well, establishing and then maintaining that rhythm. On Wednesday, we're going to be chatting about the hindquarters, how we can control it. And then on Thursday, the shoulders. We're going to be working on that. If you want to be a part of this and to not only get all this week's lessons, but all of the past week's lessons as well, you can pop over to www.stridesforsuccess.com forward slash join and you can join us there. And as I say, all the lessons are there for you as well. Have an absolutely super week and I'll chat to you soon. Bye.